0: KCSB FM Santa Barbara 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Kali Aqua, reporter with KCSB News. This is the show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. On tonight's show, we talk gratitude. Coming together for Thanksgiving allows us to pause. And reflect on the many things we're grateful for. One treasured family tradition of mine is to invite everyone at our table to share what it is that they're thankful for. And this year, I thought it would be fun to create a virtual round table and invite the vibrant young residents of Isla Vista to share their Thanksgiving gratitude with us. And later on the show, we will hear from a few local superheroes, the after school directors of the Isla Vista Youth Project, as well as St. George Youth Center YMCA, who do the absolute outstanding work to educate, nurture, and inspire our tomorrow's future today. So without further ado, I hand the mic over to the youth of Isla Vista. What's your absolute most favorite part of Thanksgiving?
1: Eat turkey and um, stay with my family and um, celebrate with my family. Um, my most favorite part of Thanksgiving is when we eat and like when we have like a big feast. I think just um having fun with
2: my family and just like, you know, enjoying the food. Like, it's all about, like, just spending time with the family, for me. Why do you think we celebrate Thanksgiving?
1: Because it's a tradition. I think we celebrate
3: Thanksgiving because there's always something to be thankful for. I'm pretty sure Thanksgiving is just one of the holidays so we can be thankful for all the things
0: that happened, the good things that had happened to us throughout the year. What would you say you're the most thankful for?
2: Um, I think it would for me like it's the smallest things that you should be grateful for like even if it's like the bed you sleep in and like the shoes that you walk with all day like half of I heard that half of the world doesn't um, have a bed to sleep in because they some people sleep on the floor so I think it's just like great it's like really um, important to recognize all the small things that we should be grateful for.
0: So Maria how do you show that you're thankful?
3: I showed some um, that I can give them a big hug to show them that I am thankful for, for them for giving me something.
0: What does it make you feel like when someone does something really, really nice for you? Mm,
3: let's see, like, probably if they did something really, really, really nice, then probably, like, maybe the next day, like, we could just do something nice for them back, like, And I would feel, like, really happy, too, because it's just being nice, and, like, we should always
1: be nice.
0: When do you think is the best time to say thank you to someone?
1: I think it's best time to say thank you to someone when they do something um, that you maybe didn't ask for. Um... I think whenever, just so they know that you appreciate them. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to
0: eat for Thanksgiving?
1: Um, Chicken. I used to be really scared of chicken because I thought it would be still alive when it <laughs> was already served. So I would never eat chicken, but now I kind of like it.
3: Okay. I'm excited to eat tamales.
2: Tamales. <laughs> Ooh, what, so what do you guys have at your Thanksgiving table? I mean, we try to keep it traditional, but we, like, really, we have pozole, tamales,
1: like, all the, mm. you know, traditional stuff that we like to eat. Turkey and green pozole. Mashed potatoes. Ooh, do you
0: put gravy on top? Mm, no. No? Butter?
4: Yeah.
0: Not, um, Nothing, no salt? Mm. Just plain mashed potatoes. I'm with ham. Okay, okay, I'll take it. Who is someone that you would like to say thank you to and why?
1: Um, I would like to say thank you to my mom just because she um, goes to work every day and tries her hardest um, to make me smile and she's just really kind. My bird and my turtle my family because they sometimes help me with my homework when they don't understand it
3: i am thankful for you guys interviewing us and sharing this with the whole radio station
2: technology because if it wasn't for like the ipad that i was given for um my high school online classes then i wouldn't have a good education i'm probably really
3: thankful for my sister because, well, whenever I have to do something, she's always there to help me whenever I do it wrong. And my parents, she's she's always nice to them. She's nice to everyone who's around, and she's very nice. I feel like we, and she's also really thankful. Whenever someone gives her something, she always says thank you or gives them credit.
0: What do you appreciate about your school?
1: Um, I mostly appreciate um, my teacher and the funny voices he makes sometimes. My teacher, because she's been um, like helping me with my reading and my writing. So, girls, what do you appreciate about being a kid? You get to have a lot of fun, and you can do splits and cartwheels if you're. Probably not having to worry about like taxes and costs. <laughs>
3: uh I appreciate about being a kid is not is not to pay taxes.
0: <laughs> Somebody else said that too. What's one thing that you're thankful for about this past year?
1: That we got a new president and that's gonna be fun.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too.
1: Probably that we still do
3: school because if we didn't do school, we wouldn't be participating in much, and we would
0: be falling behind. How does it feel when you do something really nice for someone?
2: It feels really good. Like it's like it surprises me how much like someone can like you give something to them, but like you receive something back, and you feel good about yourself and what you've done.
1: I feel good. Knowing that I did something nice to somebody and that I might have brightened their day a bit. Now, how does it make
0: you feel when someone else does something really nice for you?
1: You feel happy. I feel nice because they took time out of their day to do something nice for me. feels nice to have someone that cares about you. If you could spend Thanksgiving anywhere, where would it be? Maybe I'll take my friend in Paris
4: to go to Thanksgiving.
1: I would spend Thanksgiving in San Francisco because that's my favorite place. And it's a really big city. And you could celebrate with a lot of people.
3: Uh, I would spend Thanksgiving in Mexico because that's where my family lives
0: what a wonderful token of gratitude from the youngest members of our isla vista community i feel like i just want to wrap up their words and put it in my pocket hopefully it inspires you our listeners to Take time and reflect on what it is that you're grateful for. Now we'll hear from the directors of the Isla Vista Youth Project, Mr. Juan Casada and Miss Lori Goodman, as well as Miss Leonor Reyes of the St. George Youth Center YMCA. I'd love to begin this by just asking about the roots and background behind IVYP and the St. George Youth Center, YMCA, and why you would say it's so integral to have a supportive space for youth and families in our community.
4: IVYP mitigates the effects of poverty, racism, and trauma by providing high quality, trauma-informed childcare, comprehensive, culturally sensitive family support, and visionary community leadership. We started back in the 1970s when the Bank of America was burned to the ground in Isla Vista. At that time, there were no um, supports for the families that lived in Isla Vista. So a group of people got together and created three organizations. One of them was Isla Vista Youth Projects. One of them was the Isla Vista Co-op and one of them was the Parks and Rec District. Mm -hmm. We started at that time with um, a teen center because we needed something for the youth to do. A few years later, we opened our first children's center and we started doing childcare, the first childcare Um, offered in Isla Vista. We had 12 students. Several years later, we started doing work at the Isla Vista Elementary School, an after-school program, and about 20 years ago, we opened our Family Resource Center. The Family Resource Center um, helps families with all kinds of concrete needs and, and parenting needs, so they distribute food, and they help Families that are just going through a tough time, they do parenting classes and immigration classes. And over the years, we've always been an important spokes, um, spokesperson for the families that live in Isla Vista, but families also live in Goleta. And so we've grown and we have um, children and families that live in Isla Vista in Goleta, in Nolita, really across the Goleta Valley and then even into Santa Barbara and beyond. Wow! So we're, we're bigger than we started, but we're still the only organization that is focused on children and families in, Gol- in Isla Vista.
5: The St. George Youth Center, formerly the Isla Vista Teen Center has been here actually at this exact location at 889 Camino del Sur since 1998. And I think initially it was actually housed and run through UCSB. Um, And the YMCA came in in the summer of 2002. So the youth center became a part of the Channel Islands YMCA. And I think it was about five years ago now that we were gifted a brand new home, a permanent facility by the St. George family. So hence our name change, the St. George Youth Center. is just acknowledging the generous donation of the St. George family to the Isla Vista community. Um, It's critical to have a space and IV dedicated to the youth and families because they're often overshadowed by the large number of college students. So I think it's really important to have a place that is focused and dedicated to the needs and the priorities of the youth and the families that are living here in the community.
0: How has the effect of COVID been in terms of transitioning your class?
5: For the youth center, I mean, we basically have shut down all daily drop-in activities. We were open Monday through Friday, 3 to 8 p.m., really an after-school program, but open throughout the year. So all of that has completely shut down. Um, As soon as the um, stay at home order was put in place, we did transition quickly to begin offering free food distribution out of our site. So I think we're going on 38 weeks of offering that, which is something that we didn't do before. So we transitioned to offer that support and service to the community um, as one. And then as things have progressed through the pandemic, we were able to offer support in small pods So we're able to work with a select group of students, um, only a select number. So we're doing that two to three times a week. And then fortunately we were able to start offering Zumba outside in the park, Estero Park. And so that's open for everyone. Also that's open to the entire Isla Vista community. Um, And then throughout the pandemic, we've been partnering with Ivy Foot Patrol and UCPD to do a, a cycling with the cops. So we go on a bike ride, again, outdoors, mass, socially distance, um, anywhere from three miles to 15 miles.
1: Wow.
5: So, yeah, so that's really been a, an amazing partnership um, throughout this pandemic, we've been able to do that.
6: So the effect of COVID um, has transitioned us to doing a virtual after school program. Um, So now basically everything that we did in person we moved it to, um, to Zoom. Um, and by everything, I mean everything, like you, all, most, mostly all the activities, all of our partnerships. Um, for example, we have partnerships with Art History, with UCSB, there's an organization that teaches our, student, teach, teaches our students like art lessons on the history of art. Um, we have a collaboration with Kids Farmers Market and they did activities with our students in the, in the program in person. And now we do those activities with our students through Zoom.
0: What is it that you appreciate most about the St. George Youth Center?
5: I think what I appreciate the most, what I'm most thankful for, is the partnerships. Um, the Youth Center would not be here 22 years later if it wasn't for the amazing partnerships we've formed and created over, over the years. Um, one of our long-standing relationships is with UCSB Associated Students. I love is the Community Relations Committee. So they've really supported anything from our student staff to our special events to currently the food distribution program. And even um, next month, we're going to have a light love and community. I don't want to say event, but basically the park in our building, is going to be lit up with holiday decorations. So families and youth can drive by or walk by, um, you know, with masks and all the all the protocols in place, but just bringing some, some light and love to Ivy.
0: What is it that keeps you the most motivated in these trying times?
6: For me, it's just, where I, where I, uh, where I come from, I, com- I come from South Central Los Angeles and I'll go back to when I very first saw this program, I was like in awe, I was, I was blown away um, because it was just so good. Back in Los Angeles, there was not a program, an after school program like this. The after school program was that if they didn't pick you up, you'd be in the front office just waiting for your parents, you know. And so here when I came to Santa Barbara and I started working for I Levis Elementary, I just saw how much the kids were benefiting from this, you know, from in every aspect from math, from art to reading and writing, and just even the the like the social emotional help that they were getting and just the relationships that they were getting. Um, and i saw how much it was benefiting them and being able to be a part of that and 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 help the children um is what keeps me going and again being even during covid being able that we could still you know be that help for them again motivates me it just pushes me and i just love that the kids are benefiting from that i love when the parents tell me like oh you know my 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 kid is um you know, needs help with homework. And I love being able to tell them like, okay, don't worry about it. Like, I'm gonna figure it out. I'll try to see if I could get a staff to be in a breakout room with your, ch- your, your child to help them with their reading or with their homework. And when it works out and it actually helps them, you know, I, that's what, I love that. Like, I love that it's actually, you know, it's, not, it's we're not, I'm not just there and it's, and something's like, nothing's happening. Like, no, something is happening and we are benefiting these children. And that's what, that's what I love. And that's why I'm still here. Like, I love it. <laughs>
4: Well, honestly, Juan motivates me. <laughs> um, you know, I, I am far away from the direct work with children and with our families. So when I connect with our staff and see and hear their passion and commitment, um, it motivates me to do my best for them because my job is to make sure they feel cared for, valued, that they have what they need to do their job. They're doing the hard work. Um, And my job is to tell the story and to, you know, to bring in funds and make sure that we can keep doing it. So um, Juan is one of our superstars. And we're lucky to have so many staff that are just that passionate and committed. And that is a tremendous motivator.
5: I think that for me, um, you know, I'm grateful to be able to work with and help the youth and families and just seeing that their light and their hope and their gratitude really inspires and and motivates me to continue um, doing what we do and knowing that it's important that we're here because people count on us, they count on me. And I think that's what really keeps me motivated and going.
0: How can we show our gratitude towards our youth and be especially supportive in this time?
6: One of the biggest things is how how I mentioned earlier, just being like the ear, you know, like being able to listen to them. I feel like unfortunately, you know, like a lot of, uh, um, I think there are some kids that, you know, sometimes their parents, you know, they're just too busy working, you know, especially right now, like there's just so much going on. That I think their biggest priority sometimes is to being able to support them with what they need, like their, you know, their food, or just you know, keeping a roof over their head, or you know, just the 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 essentials. And sometimes I think they forget that they need to listen, you know, to 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 the children. Um, and sometimes I don't know, like I I think I just, it's funny because I just heard I just saw this TED talk about how it's a girl talking to a like a huge audience and she's saying that the um, the word childish you know should be taken like that word childish should be taken out of our vocabulary because um, like uh, there's a lot of children who, who who have contributed to to our society society like like Ruby Ruby Bridges you know um, and again uh, uh, so many other other people and and if we listen to the the, the our, like these children they could contribute so much to to our world. And again, just because we think that they're children, we think we feel like they can't contribute anything. So I think the biggest thing we could do is just hear them out. And if we hear them out and listen to them and do, you know, what they want, sometimes we can make the world better or like and that's even sometimes that's what I've done with our after school program as well. You know, like I've heard them like, you know, how what, how do you think that we can make our, our after school program better? And they'll give me ideas. I'm like, all right, you know, like I like that idea, like let's try it out.
4: Absolutely. I, I mean, I think what Juan said is exactly right. And I I would say I think that the older you get, most people who don't work with children and if they don't have children, they don't interact with children and they forget. They forget what it's like to be be a child. They forget what it's like to be nine and in fourth grade and what those pressures are. And and they just forget. And so I think seeing kids and noticing them and talking and listening. And um, you're absolutely right on, adults do a lot of telling kids what to do and not enough listening. So I think that's a great way to show um, appreciation for kids.
6: Also too, I think it's just recognizing again that that their capabilities So, for example, um, Greta Thunberg um, I think she was, you know, put into Time Magazine, and then there was one person who was really upset about that—that <laughs> that it was her—and <laughs> the person was Donald Trump, you know. And she, he was acting a little bit more childish about that, and she actually approached it in a very professional way and mature way. Um, and that just goes back to my point that, again, like like children, you know, we just—they're—they're they're just people that we need to listen to, you know. Just because they're they're the children doesn't mean that we should exclude them from anything. Because they have a lot of input
0: as a community and as a whole, how can we be the most supportive towards our youth?
5: I think really, looking at Isla Vista not as a college town or as a student town, but looking at Isla Vista as its own entity, as you know Isla Vista is a home for many people, and what is the best community that will help everyone thrive um youth, children, families, college students, um, so really really creating a safe and healthy space for for everyone. Um, I know a lot of times there's issues with like noise ordinances or people concerned you know if certain groups want to change I think the weekends there's a noise ordinance that is midnight where in other parts it's, it's 10 pm and at different points the community has tried to talk about creating changing that to 10 pm also in IV but then you get kind of the pushback from like why are you taking away our rights or there's certain things like that um so it's really keeping in mind whose rights and how many people are being impacted by you know a, a select group um a lot of the families work odd hours maybe they're up at 3 a.m or they're working you know 2 p.m till 11 p.m and so um i think there's just so many different schedules and and people's the way different people live that it really has an impact um, on the kids what do you
0: think it's like for for the kids to be able to grow up in Isla Vista and then also have the center almost as like a clubhouse I would think of you know to be able to you know hopefully live so close to your friends and family and then have this really wonderful center to go to, to do your homework to you know have all these great activities.
5: Yeah I really think it's important that you know I think all kids and sometimes you can find that in a relative or sometimes you can find it in a grandparent or a teacher but that you have like a home away from home or a place where you feel safe and supported and secure and I think that's one of our primary goals is to really create a space where they feel like a home away from home which is what we've heard from some of them you know tell us like it's like a home away from home so I think that's just like the best compliment. And if they feel safe, if they feel secure, we know they'll they'll thrive and they'll, they'll do amazing things. I think it's important that all kids have a cheerleader. Um, and again, sometimes that cheerleader is your mom or your dad or an aunt or a teacher. Um, and sometimes you find it out in the community. So we hope to be cheerleaders for our young people. And I ask you know, other adults and mentors to be cheerleaders and to really help support the kids and cheer them on when things are difficult and um, cheer them, you know, and then cheer and celebrate their accomplishments when they have those accomplishments. So I think we all just really need to kind of be cheerleaders for the young people, parents.
0: Now, Juan and Lori, what are you most thankful for?
4: I'm grateful for so many things. One that's really for me right now is living in such a beautiful place. I get up very early and walk on the Elwood Bluffs every day. And that helps me to feel present, to feel grounded, to be able to do my work. And I appreciate that beauty every single day. So I'm grateful for that, but I'm also you know, grateful for family and for my house and friends, all of that. But I, I would say, where we live is is a gift.
6: Honestly, well, the biggest thing that I'm grateful for is just um, my grandma, <laughs> because if it was not for her, like right after high school, I used to, I worked and she gave my grandma gave me the opportunity to live with her and go and go to college. And because of her, I would not have been able to go to college. So like every day, every time I look at where I'm at, like I always I always thank her in my head, and I'm still very in person as well. But she is probably the biggest thing that I am grateful for because I am where I'm at right now. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm grateful for her.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much to the directors of IVYP and the St. George Youth Center and our wonderful beloved youth of our IVY community. You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. Thanks for tuning in Wednesdays at 5 p.m. to find out what's happening in and around Isla Vista. I'm Kalia Kwa. Our theme music is Siesta by Jawser. This is 91.9 FM KCSB.